0: fear tremendously holds us back from so many things that we could easily do in life if we simply didn't have that fear response. So diving into the brain, what happens is your amygdala, it's a little organ again in the middle of your head, its responsibility is scanning the horizon for danger. So it is the thing that when it perceives something as dangerous, enables your fight or flight response and gives you the physiological sensation of fear, the feeling of fear, and then the thoughts that are associated with fear. So in, you know, the simplest example, you're sitting in traffic and it's not moving. And so your amygdala notices this and it says, oh, this is dangerous. You might be late. And then it starts giving you all of the reasons why it's dangerous. Your boss might be mad at you. You're going to, you know, people are going to think this about you. You'll miss this meeting. You'll blah, 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 blah. And then it gives you the sensation in your body of like shakiness and mild anxiety. Yeah. And then. Your, your mind reads that shakiness and says, oh, there must be something wrong. And so it gives you more thoughts, more scary thoughts, which give you more shakiness in your body and it ramps and it ramps. And
1: you're in the loop.
0: And you're in the loop. In meditation, what we're doing is actually down-regulating the activity of our amygdala. So there's two amazing structures in your brain. One is the prefrontal cortex, which we touched on before. And that's kind of like the parent in your brain. That is the part of your brain that's able to plan, organize, look at the world, see things sanely, and make great decisions. Uh, It's also what controls your attention and your inhibitions, the actions you don't do. And then there's the amygdala, which is kind of like a three-year-old who's often having a temper tantrum and scared at shadows in the wall and does not have a lot of reasoning for itself, if any. And in meditation, what we're doing is we are strengthening our prefrontal cortex, We're strengthening our attention. We're strengthening our ability to let go of stuff that doesn't matter, to move away from distractors, to stay focused, to be organized in our thoughts and to make great decisions. And in a long-term meditation practice, what you actually see is that the prefrontal cortex is able to regulate the amygdala. The prefrontal cortex is able to look around at the environment, make a decision, and then tell the amygdala, "Shh, it's okay, calm down. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. So in people with a shorter meditation practice, you in a scanner may see a decrease in the activity of the amygdala because the prefrontal cortex is now able to regulate it more effectively and calm it down. And in long-term meditators, you can actually even see a decrease in the size of the amygdala. So you really see a decrease in the impact that this fear-generating part of your brain has
1: in your life. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So (laughs) I should meditate more maybe.
0: Well, that's that's the thing. When you hear about how amazing it is, you're like, "Why don't I meditate all the time?" And then you're like, "Oh, because meditation is kind of weird and hard to do." And that's why we made Muse.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, absolutely. So I should meditate all day long. So now people should understand this is not something. This is this is really, really should be one of the most important exercises during the day, I guess. So you know, I feel different when I meditate. I, I do it in the morning, normally part of my morning routine. I, uh, I feel different when I do meditate and when I, when I miss. So um, what I got really interested in also besides this, or one question to this, like we talked about different types of meditation, for example, mindfulness meditation. So when we talk about, you know, decreasing the size of the amygdala, is it connected to mindfulness meditation or any kind of meditation can help decrease the size of the amygdala?
0: So the specific study that I was referencing Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. where they looked at the change in the size of the amygdala, there are studies that have used MBSR, which is mindfulness-based stress reduction, um, studies Mm -hmm. that have used a shamatha practice, which is the focused attention meditation that I was talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. But there are also other practices that would decrease the size of the amygdala, like the practice that you are doing a visualization where you're probably imagining yourself in the future in safe environments. And you are now training your amygdala to know that this thing that could have been scary, like seeing yourself up on stage, is... That's my
1: happening exact example.
0: It. Awesome.
1: <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> yeah. And so you're training your amygdala to know that this is safe. This is okay. And mm-hmm. your prefrontal cortex, the planning area of your brain, is you know going out there and saying, we're going to do this in the future. And we are applying our will to know that this is going to be okay for us. And you're overlaying... Uh, experiences of safety on top of what the amygdala thought was a scary experience and in doing so retraining the amygdala.